This is the Millennial Movement Podcast, delivering you the most exclusive insights from the top entrepreneurs and influencers from around the world. Hosted by business owner and influencer, Ricky Wynn. Now on to the show. Yo, what's up, guys? You're now tuning in to the Millennial Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Wynn, and this is the dopest business podcast. Guys, today we have a very special guest on the show, CEO of JG Entertainment, Jonathan George. Jonathan, how you doing today, bro? What's up, Ricky, man? It's good to be here with you. Yeah, how's everything going out in LA? Man, it's beautiful, sunny. It's always amazing in LA. Are you kidding? <laughs> awesome, man. I love it. I got to come visit you guys soon. You know, LA is like a second home to me, bro. I know. It's, it's, it's where everybody wants to be. I mean, when you got weather like this every day, good energy, you gotta good be vibes. There. It's great. Like, yo, you got to be there, right? But guys, yeah. right off to the bat, you know, what I love about this guy is how he inspires to help the millennial generation turn them from ordinary people into rock stars. So Jonathan, can you kind of go in depth about who you are, but how you got into the music industry and what you're doing now? Yeah, I'm Jonathan George, CEO of JG Entertainment here in Los Angeles. And for the past 20 years, through 20 plus years, I've been creating rock stars in the entertainment industry, as well as creating rock star brands for entrepreneurs and top influencers. So I've been out here since 2000. I moved out here to do music and I was the grand champion on Ed McMahon's Next Big Star, which uh, is like, you know, American Idol back in the day. But um, so I had a record deal on the table. I mean, it was like pinnacle of my career. Everything was happening and, and they Googled my name, found out that I was gay and it seemed like everything just dissolved. Damn. And I know it's like nowadays we think, what? That's not possible. How is that impossible? But mm-hmm. back then, I mean, it was a huge deal. So I had, um, you know, my team tried to get me married. They tried to change my music, change the way I talk, the way I dressed, everything I said. You know, I came to like this, this crossroads of like, what am I going to do? And mm-hmm. I really was like, if I can't be authentically me, then I refuse to go into the world and lie. I'm just not going to do it. And so I started, you know, I have a music education degree. So I started teaching voice lessons and, and it was like, what do I, I was like, there's so much more than I don't want to be a vocal coach. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't want to be a voice a teacher. And so I literally started grooming talent and, and started branding them in ways to make them shine and help. What I really needed for me was somebody to help me rock the person that I was already inside, not like try to change me and be something else, right? I was determined to start helping people rock the person that they were rather than try to change them and make them something different. So, man, my first artist was Kelsey Page. I got her on a TV show. She's 11 years old. And that was when MySpace first came out. And I had her number one on MySpace for three years. She with like millions of subscribers and viewers. And she was number one in the countryside for three full years, I believe. And so this was like the beginning. I mean, I started creating websites and all this stuff. And, and that's, I didn't even know what branding was, but I understood but you were doing the power it, yeah. of how to make somebody shine being authentically them just because I already knew what it was like to go through my own journey without having somebody help me do that. So yeah, that was my first one. And since then, Man, it's just, I mean, my wall is covered with superstars and, and top influencers and entrepreneurs that have really, truly stepped into their power and walking in their greatness. For sure. So before we get back to like the conversation, I want to kind of ask, you know, when they first kind of found out that you were gay, you know, for yourself and like kind of for your career, how did it kind of like, you know, go on from there? How did that kind of make you feel as a person, you know? Always, you know, it's like this... Uh, 
it literally was like, you're not good enough. Uh-huh. And I mean, I don't know. I think every single person in this planet has gone through that, that you're not good enough, this mindset of something sure. nagging at you in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. And it took me right back to being a kid where I was relentlessly bullied for not being the sports kid. I mean, I was raised in Dallas, Texas. All my brothers were state athletes. And, you know, here I was a creative, you know, I was always doing music and always wanting to do shows and, you know, perform. And, you know, when you're bullied as a kid, you don't even know what it means, but it just, all you hear is you're not good enough. And then my dad's a Pentecostal pastor, which is, if you know anything about church and Pentecostal is like super, super Bible belt. And my, you know, was told that, I mean, I went through so much spiritual abuse being told that I, I you know, I was going to go to hell. I couldn't fulfill the calling in my life. So again, uh-huh. you're not good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And so here I was, you know, at the pinnacle of my career being said, you're not good enough. Yeah. And every single person that's listening to this podcast right now has felt that in some form, you, you know, yours may not look like mine, mm-hmm. but again, it all comes down to you're not good enough, which mm-hmm. creates so much judgment and fear. What is crazy is just last year, you no, know, with all these things that I've done and, and people I've worked with, I still had this mindset of fear of being judged so I kept hitting this glass ceiling and I didn't realize, I didn't even understand what was keeping me, holding me back from stepping into fuller, greater power and greater yeah. success. And, and I was sitting there going, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know anybody who does what I do. Why am I not growing and getting bigger? Mm-hmm. And I realized it was it's fear. A, yeah. And I've got a board sitting over here that like I literally punched a, a board that with the word fear on it just symbolizing I'm breaking through fear. But I was like, where's this fear coming from? And then I found out going through, I I got my master's practitioner's license in neuro-linguistic program, which is NLP, which is retraining the brain to think, right? It's so powerful. And the instructor, as I was going through this, she helped me find out where that fear came from. And it started with you're not good enough. All these things that I'd gone through, stuff as a kid, that I was carrying with me as an adult that was really holding me back from my greatness. Mm-hmm. And once I realized where it came from, man, I like super, I mean, supercharged through that sucker. And now it's like all that fear is gone. Yeah. I'm, I've worked through it. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so powerful now. Like you said, I think we all have like limiting beliefs, but like fear is something that we can't, we can't reach to the next step. And, but it's our own fear of like, like, you know, like you said, you're not good enough. You're not able to do this. But, you know, once you get, kind of get past that fear and like, you know, you know what? I am good enough. I could do this because I've already done so much of my career when I keep going. And once you have that, it's like a it's like an energy boost. Like you, you like recharge like a bunny to keep going. Right. Yeah. So my biggest thing is to help people. I mean, branding is understanding who you are in your personal brand is mm-hmm. is it's really amazing because everybody's like, well, how does this all work together? Your personal brand is understanding who you are and how to show Mm -hmm. up powerfully in the world. So Mm -hmm. that is the reason why I've been so great at what I do is because of helping people break through mindsets, break through things that are holding them back. Exactly. I didn't even realize that I was had things holding me back, but as a coach, I was able to help people on such a powerful level Mm -hmm. to help them break through the shit that that's, 
that's holding them back. Yeah, and sure. so, you know, one of some of the biggest things is, I mean, my whole movement is unleash your rock star. So whatever your calling is in your life, whatever that you think that you're supposed to be doing, whatever dream you have, whatever passion that you have. I am calling you to step out into that power, to step out into your greatness, because Mm -hmm. if you're not stepping into your purpose and into your power, you're not only doing yourself a disservice, but you're also robbing me of my blessings in my life. For sure. So, you know, Ricky, if you're not stepping out into your your full greatness, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to receive what you've got to offer. Yeah, exactly. See, I think one of the biggest thing that I love about your brand, you know, your movement is called Unleash Your Rockstars because, you know, the reason why I started the millennial movement is because, you know, growing up, you know, like you said, you were a bully, you were made fun of, but you're also told you weren't good enough. You know, for me, I was bullied and picked on for different reasons. I had Tourette's growing up and I never knew this until I was 16 years old. And so I went to a neurologist and a psychiatrist like, yeah, you have Tourette's just by within the first five minutes of just seeing me. And they try to offer me all these different prescription pills, but it's just like, I kind of saw the long-term effects of it, but it's it's calmed down. But it's like, even though throughout my whole life, he was like, you're not good enough to do this. You're not good enough to do this. Even going for right. a job interview, you know, when I was like 15 years old, I was, you know, sneaker con, right? The sneaker events. Yeah. So yes. when I was 15 years old, I had a mentor literally traveling the world, selling sneakers, knew every sneaker that released. I knew every detail about it, how to reclean it, how to re- like, if, if there was paint chipping off, I knew every detail of how to basically refurbish a sneaker to make it look brand new and when i was 16 you know i was still in school but i wanted to go get a job just to make extra money while i'm getting out right all these different sneaker stores they knew me but never offered me a job just because of one reason i had a physical disability and why because quote quote it looks bad for their storefront they didn't have to tell me that but you just knew off of conversations that you had that you know you were always that you're not good enough to do this. You can't fit in here because of you have disability. And that's the reason why I started a podcast just, just because, you know, like you said, I want to be able to inspire other people just because take me and take you, for example, we are, I consider as outsiders, you know, outliers of doing what we need to do as possible. You know, it's like, you know, when you came out, a lot of people didn't accept it, but you grew up in a biblical household. You know, for me, people couldn't accept me having Tourette's. My family couldn't accept it. You know, it's like, you got to stop doing this. You have to stop doing this. And it was like, no words or something can't tell me. It's like, you know, it's just kind of making it, you know, it makes you more unhappy. But it's just, you know, you have to figure out yourself how to be happy, but how to inspire other people throughout that process as well. And, you know, and one of the, I have a three-step process that I kind of take people through. And step two is about being flossome, having flaws, owning those things and still being awesome, right? So like for me, like working with people on branding is understanding what is the thing that in your mind is holding you back? What is that Mm -hmm. thing? It may not be a true flaw, but in your mind, it's a flaw. For me, being gay was like, that was a flaw, because yeah. everybody told me it was a flaw. Tourette's mm. for you could be a flaw. It, However, if you own that and step yeah. up powerfully and said, hey, just so you guys know, I got Tourette's, but hey, I can mm. I know sneakers better than anybody in this place. Exactly. All of a sudden, when you own it, you step up to that power. People go, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. They can get behind Ricky. They can go, man, this guy, you know, people start cheering for you and like pushing for you. So rather than people going, you, you trying to hide it and, yeah. and you know, I mean, of the course. signs are visible, you know, mm-hmm. with the eyes blinking or whatever. But here's the thing is that when people know, it's just like somebody who's autistic, they say, hey, I have autism. Bam. Rather than trying to hide. I had clients who try to hide it. Yeah. But you're always like going, something's feels different something's odd here something's 
you know, something's not right. And you're just going, what is going on? Rather than just saying, hey, I'm autistic. And then you're like, oh, got it. Now let's move past it and let's keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whatever that thing is in your life that you feel like is something that's holding you back, something that's creating the fear, something that whether it's, you know, people, I have people who are heavy set or somebody who is like, you know, might have big ears or, you know, and they're like trying to, they're trying to be actors and they're like, well, this is holding me back. No, it's not holding you back. Own that stuff and yeah. let's go for it. Because sure, those are the people sure. who work the most. You know what I mean? So yeah. one of the biggest steps is understanding who you are and being able to show up in the world powerfully, confidently in that. And almost like a big F you. This is who I am and I'm powerful. And people will dive into that person so strong. I mean, look at you. You know, look how far you've come. You created a top 10 podcast and the boy who had Tourette's, right? The one that exactly. couldn't get a job, mm -hmm. even though you knew more than everybody else because there was something physically or visibly different about you. And you stepped up and said, hey, I'm going to own this and I'm going to do it. And look what's happened for yourself. Yeah, it's been or one of the biggest. Mind you. Yeah, I really appreciate it because it means a lot, you know, just kind of even telling about it. But, you know, people accepting, you know, kind of supporting it as well because, even when I go out places and I communicate, it's like they ask people, ask, you know, you know, what profession are you in? And then when I tell the story, it's like they 100% understand it, but, you know, they're more supportive, but understand like why, you know, you start everything as well. And I think you can relate, you know, why you start your brand, but also start everything that you've done just because you want it to be yourself to the best of the ability, but also help other people. Right. Yeah. 100%. And it's, it, that's the incredible thing is when you can figure out what it is that you're passionate about mm -hmm. and have a why for it. When you do it, it's so much more powerful. And yeah. you know, the th other thing that we talk about is millennials and, and the things that everybody is telling millennials how they suck, how they're, they, they, all the ways that they, they suck. And I'm sitting here going, I don't agree with this at all. It is one of the most powerful group of humans. You are woke, you are educated beyond belief. Your brains uh, like can think faster because you you've, you're, you receive information quicker. Are there some issues that there's some flaws that need to be worked through? Yeah. Yeah. So with my generation and the generation before it, you know, we all have had to work through certain things to 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 nestle. It's like when you get into bed with somebody, you got to kind of figure out how to where everybody is, right? Yeah. Exactly. So um, you know, so it's the same thing. But millennials are powerful and. All the, all these, you know, here I'm, I'm walking, going into big corporations and working with big corporations to help them understand how to create something for millennials to stay a part of. And I said, it's very easy. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that you want, the same thing that our parents wanted. It's to feel like we matter, our voices are being heard, that we are part of something greater than ourselves. It's not a difficult thing, mm -hmm. you know. Your group is millennials and Gen Z. See, artificial intelligence is no longer going after just how we buy. It's going after our values, mm -hmm. our core values of why we're purchasing. And you think about all these brands, everybody's building brands on core values because that is what is attracting the millennial buyer. It's what's attracting Gen Z because you are, and I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm still a millennial, you know what I mean? In my mind, I'm still a young millennial because I've been working with millennials ever since you guys were toddlers, but literally. How old are you? By, how old are you real quick? I'm 47. 
Oh, I think you, I think you like you're the OG man. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so you know, it's like one of these things where it's like you're going after values. So companies are you're forcing companies to have values, and it's creating this incredible, powerful thing that you you y'all know that your dollar matters and where you spend your money matters. And so yeah. you want to be part of companies that matter, that they're doing something greater than just trying to make a dollar bill. And you're not going to work in something where you're not happy because you've been taught that you don't have to stay 100% in, in a place where you're not happy because there's a world of opportunity. So we're teaching this to you guys and yet you're being penalized because you, 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 you're doing it. And so I, it, it's ridiculous. So it's, it's about companies pulling up their big boy panties and, and or big girl panties and saying, Hey, we got to create a place where mm. it is attractive. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's yeah. no longer working 70 hour, 80 hours a week. It's about creating something that is powerful that is attractive to to millennials and Gen Z. Like like you were saying, I think like I see like a lot of people like even on the West Coast, you know, people are like, you know, a lot of influencers, they're uh, creating like different content, but they're doing so many different things, you know, to be like in the social room as well, you know. But you know, kind of moving back, you know, you you're known for changing ordinary people to rock stars. You're called a human hit maker. So you were talking about your three-step process of, you know, when you go through with people. So what do you think is a paradigm shift that you know most people have to go through to become that rock star? Does it make sense? Yes. So thing is, is that if people can realize, number one, that success is 20% talent. And I don't view success as money. I view success as happiness, reaching what you're wanting to do in life, right? And being happy doing it. But 20% is talent. 80% is how you sharpen that talent. It's the confidence you have when you use that talent. And it's how you brand that talent to shine. Okay. So that is where... You know, for me, like when I start walking in and start working with somebody, so if Ricky, you came into me, first thing I've got to figure out is what is your true superpowers? What are your true gifts? And I'm not talking about skill sets. I'm talking about what is it you're truly gifted at that your natural or innate born ability. You know, I mean, we look at people who are amazing singers or somebody look at JLo. We're look at, we look at JLo and we think, oh, you know, she's an actress. She's a dancer. She's a singer. That's not what her greatest gifts are. Mm-hmm. Her greatest gifts are her perseverance. That is what's made her go where she's gotten because, you know, to most, she's mediocre talent. Yeah. You know, she's average ability, right? As a singer, it's not like she's Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston, but it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. She still puts out number one hit songs all the time. You know, I mean, she just performed at the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It didn't, she didn't have to be Mariah Carey to get up there and sing. She just needed to be J-Lo and package it in a way that, that showcases her strengths, hides her weaknesses while still being flossom, and how she's branding it to shine. So that's uh, those are the three steps, man. And and the biggest thing is understanding your superpowers. And for your listeners, I do have on my website it's a free download to discover what makes you powerful. What is your superpower? How are you showing up in the world? And it's not about your heart, your skill sets. It's not about having, you know, it's not about having some kind of computer programming specialty. It's not about being the best singer. It's not about being able to do three pointers. You know what I mean? It's it's about what makes it's like you look at Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a phenomenal basketball player, but it wasn't his the way he played the game that made him phenomenal. 
It's the way that he would analyze the games. He sat down when everybody else left. And at nighttime, everybody was partying. He was analyzing the game, how, to play, how yeah. people moved, how he moved, what made, would make him better, what, how he could go against you know, the opposing team. Yeah. And so you know, he used other skill sets, abilities, and, and strengths to be able to be an amazing player. Okay, awesome. And then when you wanted to ask, so when you first started business, for yourself, what do you think was the biggest objection when you first started JG Entertainment? Oh, man, I didn't know anything about music. Right. I mean, well, you know, my, my whole family are musicians and singers, but we're from mm. church. So it was a, it was an act of service. It was what you did for other people. Okay. The I- idea of making money with music as a business was mm. far removed. It couldn't be further from the truth. Was this However, before you won or after you won as well? I didn't really understand how music worked even because okay, I mean, gotcha, that was gotcha. early on. It was 2001 and I just gotcha. moved to L.A. in 2000. So I really didn't know the music industry mm-hmm. at all. Like I, I was so ignorant to how it worked. Mm-hmm. But when I go through my strengths, my number one strength is perseverance. Mm-hmm. Second strength is creativity. It's how I analyze a situation and can creatively come up with solutions to things. And so knowing those things about myself and then also love is like my third strength. And that's how I love people. And I love, I appreciate people so much. And so I built relationships and, and man, I stayed strong in areas, even when I didn't even know about things and my perseverance to push through and to learn it and to keep showing up has brought me to where I am 20 years later. So, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, and had, had I not known that those things about myself, because my parents, one great, incredible thing mm-hmm. about my parents is that they really taught me early on. I mean, because my dad, you know, read books like Think and Grow Rich and follow Tony Robbins. And so my dad was always putting in that knowledge and wisdom into me. And so I knew a lot of things about myself walking into all of this. And I started this, you know, my growth, self, like self-growth by, at 12 years old, I started doing that work. Wow. And showing up in the world. So it just made me that much stronger when I was, because I knew myself. So people can learn about themselves quickly. This doesn't need to take years to do. You can literally in 10 minutes, take the tests, understand who, what your strengths are and learn how to apply that in every aspect of your life. And that is where the power comes in. Oh, so there's a test that you can actually take. See, I didn't know you could like find like a personality test, like who, like, you know, what's best. See, I've always... My best thing I've always done is like, you know, I've always, you know, like you said, personal development. So my biggest thing was, you know, ask the closest people around me what my biggest strength were and what my weaknesses were. And then focused on my strength. And I just went with that. I didn't, I never took a personality test. And I was, I was curious about that. Yeah. So you can take the test, but there's that, what you just said is part of it is asking, okay. is understanding you looking at yourself going, I think these are my strengths. Then asking mm-hmm. the people around you what their strengths are. And then you take a test to verify to see correct, what it is. To, to, right. To kind of compare, and then you yeah, take yeah. A, a kind of a compilation of those things because not, not one thing is correct. Correct. Because sure, how, sure, sure. and here's the other thing is that, you know, I'm all about focusing on your strengths. So if, if I'm working with a, an influencer, we're going to be working on your strengths and showing up with those strengths. However, we are also going to identify those weaknesses, the flaws, and begin to work on those flaws to strengthen them. 
right? And learn how to use those for our benefit. So like uh, one of my artists, she was just on American Idol last season. She was in the Hollywood week, whatever. And she walks on the show. And I started with her when it's Harper Grace. And if you look up the world's worst national anthem singer, it will bring up Harper Grusin's name. And she goes by Harper Grace now. Harper but, Grace. So at 11 years old, she started with me right after that because she needed to break through this. She, got to, she had to change because she's such a talented kid. Well, it was a nightmare of a performance that like literally stained her as a really? performer and singer. And I mean, it was so bad that Christina Aguilera actually reached out to her and said, hey, it's okay. We all mess up on the national anthem. <laughs> and because, you know, Christina messed up too. So at age 15, she walks onto American Idol stage. And what do you think was the first thing that they showed before she performed? Her, her national anthem song. Her national anthem. Wow. And literally, had it not been for the work of understanding that situation and her life and knowing how to handle it, it would have destroyed her. Destroyed However, her. she used her, her ability of humor and grace to handle that situation. And then she got up and she sang and blew them away. Wow. And she didn't go on to the top 10, but she was the only artist that came back and performed into the top three because she had the number one watched YouTube video that year. So the power of understanding the things that you may hold you back, and then this may be a character flaw. This may be something that you've done and gone through. This might be something that a physical thing that you may think is a flaw that is really not a flaw, but it's just something that in your mind, it's holding you back, right? But the, if it's a character flaw, this is something that you got to work on because a character flaw can really hold you back, right? So I, I'm all for you understanding your flaws and beginning to use them to become your hero's journey, to be your hero story. And here's the other thing. If you are a leader, if you're someone who is leading teams and leading people, if you can own your flaws, think of Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato talks about her flaws. She talks about her eating disorders, her anxiety, her depression, her suicidal thoughts, her drug addictions. She talks about all this stuff. And what it does is not make us dislike her. It makes us love her more for her honesty. So if you're leading people and you're sitting there trying to hide your flaws and trying to micromanage things that you really shouldn't be doing, it makes people not trust you. It makes people not like you. So if as a leader, you can step up and say, hey, these are my issues. This is what I've got going on in my life. I don't know who anybody who, who can handle this. It makes yeah. everybody go, oh, he was honest about that. Thank you. Number one. Honest. Number exactly. two. Exactly. It allows somebody else to step up into their power and to show up in their strengths and do something that they're supposed to do. I think what you put it for a perfect example is like be being a leader in that field, you know, like you're saying, owning up to your flaws, you know, for even for me or for you, you know, even when I go out to a situation or different places, like, hey, I do have Tourette's, I do have a podcast and it's a, you know, top 100, top 10, but it's like, okay. And then people are opening up. It's like, if he has this and he's confident enough about saying this, you know, or Jonathan is confident enough saying he's gay, why can I not be confident enough to express who I am, but open up to my flaws and realizing who I am? And that's the best thing I love what you said, because it's, it's so true. You know, like you said, your biggest flaw could be your reason to success or whatever it is. I think that's my biggest why is because, you know, I want to be able to to prove, but to also show and lead by example to other people. Like, you know, everything is possible if you put your mind in that you can achieve it as well. You know, not being able, you know, I would never see myself being able to speak to so many entrepreneurs and influencers, but people from so many different industries as well, you know? So it's like, to me, it's a blessing come true. And then it's also 
I feel like it's inspiring for other people that, you know, want to achieve what, you know, one hundred percent. Here's the, here's the other side of it. This past season I had on America's got talent was Michaela Phillips and Michaela is funny. She comes from a great home. Her dad's the fireman. Her mom teaches. Mm -hmm. She is phenomenally talented. She won the golden buzzer, but she, during the competition, during the semifinals, they're telling the story of the people she's competing against. Yeah. You know, she's competing against this doctor who's this good looking doctor who spends all of his time fostering children. And then this other little girl whose parents gave up everything for her to come to the United States to fulfill her dream. And then you got Michaela. They just made her look like she had it all and perfect. Mm -hmm. And after the show, I said, listen, you're not going to go through. And she looked at me like terrified. And I said, it's not because you're not the most talented. It's because they didn't tell a story for you. They didn't create anything for people to be drawn to you. Mm -hmm. The power of your story is everything. Mm -hmm. And she that. didn't continue that. to go on. Wow, that's crazy. Because I wanted you to know? talk to you because you know, uh, you said you were talking about, you know, we know the impact of how social media can have on brands. And you know how you said like Harper Grace had a video on YouTube, right? But even afterwards, she came back and sing. How has social media impacted, you know, the music industry? Because you see a lot has changed, you know, since it kind of started, but also how, you know, from streamings and stuff like that as well. So I just want your take on that. Man, the music industry, as well as podcasters, people with a message, anybody that literally any entrepreneur that has an idea, the internet has boosted and blown them up. It has given people opportunities to have a voice, to have an expertise, to be able to share their story. And the people who share their story the most are the people who are the largest and the biggest. And, you know, the people I work with are all million plus followers, right? You know, and here's the thing is more importantly, is what holds people back from blowing up on social media. This is the thing that really holds people back is the imposter syndrome. What, what's the imposter syndrome? Not knowing who, who they are, not knowing how to show up, gotcha, right? Gotcha. You think oh. about it, Ricky, you, as a podcaster, you say, how many times have you thought, well, I'm doing this podcast, but so is Gary Vee. So is this person. So is this person. Who am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't understand the power of our voice. We don't understand the power of our message because we're comparing ourselves to everybody. Yeah. Right. All that yeah. outside noise. See, see, we start looking at one somebody's thing. social media page and we're mm -hmm. seeing they're like, they're like, oh, my God, all these cars, all the Gucci. all the, And we're losing focus of what we're doing because oh, all that stuff yeah. is either fake purchase. It's not theirs. <laughs> it's it's borrowed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're, we see a glossy version of things. And so we're so blinded by all of the noise that we forget how to show up authentically. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing I've got for your listeners is there's a thing is how to break through the imposter syndrome. Okay. It is, it's, I've got a, it's a blueprint. You walk through it. It's going to take them through. This is something that like, it's like a $97 package. I'll give it to them for free. They can go on there, be powerful and understand who you're serving, why you're doing it. And what makes you great at it? And what is your story? Why is it that Ricky is so powerful in his Millennial Movement podcast? Is it because you had just have something so special to say? Or is it because your story that has brought you to, to where you are now? Yeah. It's, it's your inspiration. Yeah, it's it's your why that makes you powerful. Of course. Yeah. I think, and then what you said earlier is, you know, like, like you said, there's a 
like you like you said, there's always you know a good and a a bad to kind of everything, right? For social media as well, you know, social media has brought out you know gave people a voice to like you said to make an impact. But for also for people that you know kind of look at it as like and glamorize like oh he's doing this, he's doing that. How come I don't have it yet? For me. You know, coming from, you know, as an Asian parents, we don't really give a shit about any of that. And, that, and that's like, for me, it's, it's true. Because it's like, you know, he's like, like, why the fuck are you guys complaining about what you don't have? Why he has this? Why you don't have this yet? And for me, you know, I've always had, you know, rest in peace of Kobe Bryant. You know, one of my idols is that that mama mentality. You know, from young, you know, I've always looked up to him. But just kind of seeing like, he never cared about anyone you know, kind of competing against him. You know, he you heard stories about, I think, Jay Williams when he went to the gym, you know, because they were playing Kobe and Shaq, and I think it was the 0-1 team, came there 45 minutes early, and Kobe's already there shooting. He finished up practice, and Kobe's still shooting around for 30 minutes. In that game, he drops 40 points on them. And after the game, he had to come up and ask him, like, why were you practicing for so long? And Kobe's only response was, because I saw you practicing, wanted you to know that no matter how hard you work, I'm working harder than you. But for me, That's that right. was like, but for me, it was like, I don't care who's doing what, either, no matter what field or industry you're in, there's always going to be other people. That's just the name of the game. It's competitors, competition. And for me, I just see everyone as a competition or a competitor. So I'm so focused on myself that I don't really get blinded by the fact of what this person is doing, what that person is doing. Because right. if I'm so focused on everyone else, it's like, well, what the hell am I doing for myself? It's not benefiting me, but just bring me down. It's just like, oh, damn it. Like, this person doing that. How come I'm not doing this? It's like, all right, right, it's step by step. Like you said, you never compare someone's chapter one to someone's chapter 20. And it's just always a growth process. And that's what how right. I've been able to maintain, but keep my head so level-headed to continue to keep going to strive to be better. Right. And and here's the thing that it is human nature for most. What you're equipped with, that is a gift that you have. It's a mentality that you you were trained as a kid, but just also Thank just you. naturally yeah. what mm-hmm. you have, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can you can learn those traits, but some people are born with those traits. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you, I'm born with that trait of For like, sure. I, I'm so busy. I don't have time to really think. But exactly. what happens if I start looking, then I'm like, ooh, well, who's, who's JG? What, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my voice starts kind of getting lost in the noise. Mm-hmm. And so- clarity is everything. So sure. I'm telling you, most people, I mean, I, I work with too many people. Every, most people are not like us. Most yeah. people are like, like lost in, mm-hmm. in the noise, but yet they're so powerful. And if I can break through that imposter syndrome, break through all of the noise and stand up powerfully in their greatness, mm-hmm. man, they're being unstoppable. So go get that free download. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure to leave the link below in the description for you guys as well. But for someone that's an artist listening, you know, what should they be doing in 2020 for their career? Oh man, showing up every single day in your strength, showing up mm-hmm. every single day. It's crazy. I'll, somebody, I mean, last week working with somebody, uh, it's a brand of, of artists and looking through their social media, well, I'm like, I, I can't tell who you are. What, what are you selling? How am I consuming you, <laughs> right? I mean, I need there's to understand what am I consuming because there's no, un- you're sure. leaving nothing for me. There's no emotional aftertaste that makes me want to come back to you. There's, I'm not seeing the music. You're saying that you're a singer songwriter. Well, then show that. If you're performing, show me some performances. Like get and talk to your audience, right? I mean, you have mm-hmm. such incredible, and, and the, I think the thing that holds people back the most, again, is not knowing how to show up. 
But number two is, I mean, branding, that's the reason why we spend so much money on branding is because we don't understand how to show up. But if you can just show up with what you love to do and in your passion and your purpose, if that's with you and a guitar and singing, then do that. If that's like Ed Sheeran, do that and build a huge following. And don't worry about having some worldly following. Get people in your area. You know what I mean? Start small. Become the big fish in the small pond. And don't worry about what anybody else is doing. You need to make sure that you're, it's the kind of fans that you're creating. And this is for any brand. If you're an entrepreneur of any kind uh, and you're trying to have a voice, you just go up and you show up and you create content that people can consume. Okay. All right. Understandable. So, and also what's the biggest lesson, you know, that you had to learn early on in your career to have the success that you have now? You know, what, what was the biggest thing that's like, this really hit me or this was the biggest thing that I needed to know to kind of overcome, you know, objections and everything. Number one is to be authentically me. 100%. I think that's, I think that's hard for a lot of people as well. It's kind of being authentic. It's kind of understanding that as well. Well, branding is being authentic, right? So it, what I was saying earlier is that authenticity is, is your livelihood. It's your why it's who you are. It is everything about you. And if you're not showing up authentically, if I wasn't showing up authentically me, then, you know, it's like here, I wear this kind of stuff and I'm working with corporations, right? I, I show yeah. up authentically me. I don't worry if you're wearing a suit or not, because <laughs> what I have to say is so powerful that you're not going to even pay attention to this in five minutes. To pay attention. You're going exactly. to be consuming exactly. what I'm talking about and what I'm feeding into you, right? So authentically, yeah. if I had to show up in a suit, now I can wear a suit, whatever, but I'm not comfortable in that because I haven't had to wear a suit in 25 years. I've been in LA in the <laughs> industry, right? I, I, I don't have to do that. I, I've been on this earth for 20 years. I never put on a suit. Right. So <laughs> I never wore a suit. You know, so I, you know, I have to be authentically who I am so that I can be the most comfortable, I can be the most powerful, I can be the most real. And doesn't mean I can't put on a suit where I need to put on a suit and show up powerfully still, but it's just about being authentically me and my message and what I'm doing and my power and why I'm doing it. And if there's anything that I can really also leave with your listeners is as a music person, like if you can see my fingers, is that if I have a tuning fork, a tuning fork is what we use to tune pianos, right? And if I hit this ding, 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 and I have this tuning fork over here, if I stop it, this other tuning fork is going to vibrate at that same level without touching it. Ding, ding. Mm. So whatever it is that you're wanting to do, you've got to make sure that your vibrational level is matching the thing that you're seeking. It's on the same key. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense to me. And I, I think what you're saying about being authentic as well is like, you know, for example, like, you know, I want to say you go to corporation meetings just dressing like, you know, Adidas jacket or whatever you're wearing, right? I think that's one of the biggest thing when I had like early on in the show, I had a guest on, his name is Jeff Brokaw. One of the biggest thing he told me was like, you know, when he went to, you know, meetings that he never wore a suit to any meetings, but he dressed in, you know, a tank top, shorts, and flip-flops i'm not recommending anyone to yeah. do that but i'm just saying this is what he did but when he went into the meeting he said they wanted to work with him was because he was so authentic with being himself that he didn't feel the need to dress up in a suit to to go for an interview or to go go there because they wanted his you know you know assistance in his work Well, and here's the thing is that he was powerful enough exactly and strong enough in his gift 
that it read straight past that. You know what I mean? So here's the thing is that that doesn't read for everybody. Some, some people are not as gifted sure. as this guy and is not that mm-hmm. powerful in their strength yet to be able to. So they got to kind of they got to do some other things to dress it up and make it look good. Take it slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. And, and that's for me, too. You know, I, even for myself, when I go to like if I go out or like meeting with people, I won't ever dress up. It's just because, like you said, it's about being authentic with yourself, but having that power, but having that clarity knowing who you are, you know, I just, I love being myself and that's one of the biggest key to help me just kind of progress with everything as well. But I wanted to ask from working with artists and entrepreneurs, you know, throughout your career, what is, we talked about a lot on it, but I just kind of want to kind of narrow it down. What is your top secret for success? You know, the number one biggest thing that you would give to any listener on here. Remember 20% of success is talent. Okay. This is the biggest thing that you can remember is that it's how you show. Uh, it's it's how you sharpen that talent to shine. That twenty percent, just twenty percent. How you're going to sharpen that talent to shine? What are you going to do to make that stand out look great? The confidence, the unshakable confidence you have when you use that talent. You can have a smallest bit of talent, but if you're super confident in that, then it doesn't matter. People follow. It's the it factor. People, my ta- my kids walk in. I see my kids are, you know, they, they walk in a room. Everybody's like, oh, they got the it factor. This kid has got that it. Mm-hmm. What is the it? It is confidence. That is all it is. It's the confidence that that person has. They don't have to be the most gifted. It's because they have the most confidence when they use it. And that third thing to remember is how you brand that talent to shine. What do you do to make it shine? Does that mean that you need to dress up and look cooler? Does that mean that you got to have a certain vibe? Is that something that it's, it's how you, you brand that sucker to shine and using your story to uplift it and make it that much greater. The reason why your podcast, you think about it, what makes your podcast and you outshine everybody else? You know what I mean? It's your story. Mm-hmm. That's what people are drawn to. People are like, "Oh my gosh!" So you branded that that your story in a way that people are drawn to it. the Millennial Movement podcast with Ricky Wynn. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to be drawn to you when there's thousands of other things that they could listen to? It's because of your story. Mm-hmm. It's how you branded it, and it's how you've moved it and used it. Okay, awesome. I wanted to ask because it is kind of a, a topic, but. Can someone learn how to be more confident or do you think someone is just, are there people that are just born, you know, you know, confident as well? There are people that are born confident, but can someone learn how to be more confident? 100%. You can, just like you learn how to work out, you know, my brothers were born with eight pack abs. I have to go to the gym every day Mm. and show up, (laughs) right? They didn't have to do that. So the thing is, we're we're born with I hate those people too, man. (laughs) (laughs) But self-confidence is a choice and a practice. Uh-huh. And it starts with understanding with who you are, understanding your flaws, and understanding how you can show up in the world. So again, it's like it, it all comes down to those three things of how to show up in the world. And the other thing is always being prepared. When you practice it, when you study it, you work on it, then you can walk into a space and you can really own it and be confident. You know, it's like a singer, a singer is like, oh my God, six months of working on the same exact song. Well, when you walk onto American Idol and you have three songs ready to go, you're going to knock it out of the ballpark and you're going to be confident with it. 
right? But one of my biggest saying is that in, in order to become, you must be. And again, I'm going to say that. In order to become, you must be. You can't say, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. You got to say, I am an entrepreneur. You may have not made a dollar, but in your mind, you already have to be an entrepreneur in order to become that thing that you're seeking. Again, you got to be vibrating on the same level, right? So it's, yeah. you can't be like, oh, I'm trying. There is no trying it. Either you do or you don't. So you're an entrepreneur or you're not an entrepreneur. I like it. I like it. I think we'll leave with that, man. I think that was awesome, man. I think that's the biggest takeaway of the show. But man, we're kind of coming to the end of the show. But Jonathan, before we leave, I do do a takeaway with the guests. Your number one that piece of advice from the ups and downs, the struggles that you had to go through from early on in your career to where you are now to, you know, for anyone that's listening. Man, you are more than enough. You are more than enough. And I get so emotional when I think about it. And I think about all the power and the potential that a person has, but yet they're hiding behind the fear. They're hiding behind the judgment. They're hiding behind their self, their self judgment and thinking that you're not enough, that you don't have the power. But I want you to know you are more than enough to go after your dreams and your passions. And you can, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you every single day, I'm coaching people through barriers in their life that quickly to make sure that they can reach what that is that they're wanting to reach. And I can tell you 100% of the time they reach it. It's just that you need to get with the right people, the right kind of coaches, the right team to help you get to where you want to go. You are more than enough. I love it, man. I love it, man. Unleash your rock star, man. That's dope. But thank you, Jonathan, for being on the show today, man. Where can they find you out on social media? Jonathan George, just like Joe Nathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N George.com. Also, Unleash Your Rock Star. And I am active. I love talking to people. If you got a question, come on, I'll, I'll answer it. I'll take you on live. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll just do it live. So don't be scared. I don't bite. I work with a lot of powerful people, but there's nothing more incredible to me as people who want to learn and actually do something so that it gets me excited and turns it turns me, my juices on. So bring it on. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And guys, please DM me or Jonathan your biggest takeaway from the show. We would both love to hear it. But thank you for tuning into the Millennium Movement. Until next time. We out. Peace. All my life. Look, all my life. Been running all my life.